Welcome to the ADB Podcast, the official podcast of the European Academy of Dermatology and Mineralogy. I'm Daniel. And I'm Adriana. And we are your hosts. Every month, the JDB chooses and highlights four articles in a section called Editor's Picks. Today, we explored the Editor's Picks for June 2023. Correctly diagnosing fibroepithelioma of pincus. How do picosecond lasers measure up for depigmentation of generalized vitiligo? Be on time for late syphilis follow-up and preliminary evidence of a novel biomarker for psoriasis severity. But before we get into that... Get ready to experience cutting-edge science and innovation in dermatology and venerology at the upcoming EADV Congress in Berlin, Germany from the 11th to the 14th of October 2023. The Congress is one of the largest international gatherings dedicated to dermatology and venerology, providing a platform for the brightest minds in research, clinicians and top industry professionals to come together, make connections and foster scientific collaboration. The diverse CME-accredited interactive program covering the full A to Z of hot topics also includes innovative hands-on workshops, subspecialty sessions and industry sessions. The exhibition hall will provide opportunities for delegates to explore the latest technologies, treatments and products in the field to date. The wait is over. Tickets to attend the Congress on-site in Berlin are on sale now. Be sure to check out edvcongress2023.org for more information. And now, the editor's picks. Correctly diagnosing fibroepithelioma of pincus. Fibroepithelioma of pincus is an uncommon cutaneous tumor requiring histopathological examination for a definite diagnosis, since it can mimic several other skin conditions including basal cell carcinoma, BCC, and emelanotic melanoma. Moreover, it has traditionally been viewed as a low-risk variant of BCC, with controversy about it in recent years. It is typically diagnosed in middle-aged females as a slow-growing, flesh-colored to hypopigmented, dome-shaped sessile papule or nodule in the inferior trunk. Line-field cone focal optical coherence tomography, LCOCT, is a recently introduced imaging tool able to provide an in vivo virtual biopsy of skin lesions, along with clinical and dermoscopic images. Capilli and colleagues provide a case study report of five patients with fibroepithelioma of pincus and describe LC-OCT criteria and their correlation with histopathology. The authors propose that the close resemblance of imaging and histopathology may justify the application of this new device for the correct identification of fibroepithelioma of pincus. How do picosecond lasers measure up for depigmentation of generalized vitiligo? When vitiligo is widespread and does not respond to therapeutic approaches, Depigmenting the unaffected areas may be the only option for improving the quality of life of patients. Q-switched lasers have been shown to be an effective option for depigmenting vitiligo, but little is known about the efficacy of the new picosecond lasers which are often used to treat tattoos. In a retrospective study by Martinez et al., among seven patients with vitiligo universalis, the efficacy of picosecond lasers for depigmenting the unaffected skin was compared with results from those obtained by Q-switched lasers. Two of the seven patients were not depigmented by the picosecond laser, whereas they were previously successfully depigmented with the QS laser. Therefore, the authors suggest that although picosecond lasers appear to be an effective approach, Q-switch lasers may provide better results for this specific indication. Prospective studies will need to compare these treatment options. Be on time for late syphilis follow-up. Late latent syphilis, defined as asymptomatic patients with positive syphilis serology and no evidence of syphilis infection in the past 12 months, has a well-known treatment regimen. However, there seems to be unclear data regarding serological follow-up in the late syphilis in terms of when you show the continued decline of teacher's non-triponemal tests. 
In a retrospective study of seldom analyzed late syphilis cases, Sale and co-authors show that currently, in the West, most cases are indeed of unknown duration. In this setting, two salient points are highlighted regarding HIV positivity and recommending timing of serological follow-up. First, they found that HIV positivity is far less prevalent than in the population with early syphilis. This suggests that early diagnosis is likely due to satisfactory regular SIT screening in HIV-positive patients. Secondly, the recommended three-weekly injection of long-acting penicillin usually lead to serological cure. However, the authors point out that a 30-month follow-up seems preferable to reach the goal. Preliminary evidence of a novel biomarker for psoriasis severity. Sawamura and colleagues describe one of the first studies to investigate the clinical significance of circulating exosomal mRNAs associated with the tumor necrosis factor, TNF, interleukin-23 and interleukin-17 axis in psoriasis. They point out that this has already been shown to be a potential biomarker, but thus far only by liquid biopsy. In their trial, 106 patients with psoriasis, 77 patients with psoriasis vulgaris and 29 with psoriatic arthritis, neither on systemic therapies, and 28 healthy controls were included and had blood testing performed. The levels of circulating exosomal TNF-alpha and interleukin-23 mRNA in sera were found to be significantly higher in patients with psoriasis. Serum exosomal interleukin-23 mRNA levels were positively correlated with psoriasis area and severity index score in patients with severe psoriasis and serum exosomal TNF-alpha mRNA copies were significantly decreased in patients after efficient treatment. Therefore, if this is confirmed in a larger population, the clinical implications of measuring exosomal mRNA levels could be extensive since assessing psoriasis severity this way would improve patient care. Our first article was Line Field Confocal Optical Coherence Tomography of Fiber Epithelioma of Pincus by Capilli and co-authors. Our second article was Laser-Assisted Depigmentation for Vitiligo Universalis, a retrospective monocentric study comparing nano and picosecond lasers by Martinez and co-authors. Our third article was Epidemiological and Serological Characteristics of Patients with Late Syphilis, a retrospective cohort of 76 patients by Sale and co-authors. Our fourth article was Clinical Significance of Circulating Exosomal Interleukin-23 and Tumor Necrosis Factor Alpha Messenger RNA in Psoriasis by Samamura and co-authors. Of course, all of the research presented today can be found in the Journal of the European Academy of Dermatology and Venereology. Though you can find free access and open access articles, EADV members benefit greatly by having access to all articles and content. We would like to give a special thank you to all of our listeners. If you haven't already, make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts, follow us on Spotify, or otherwise find us on any major podcast provider. We appreciate you joining us and look forward to presenting more interviews, research, and other topics of merit. Before you go, a quick favor. If you're a regular listener of our podcast, we would love to hear from you. Your feedback will help us improve the show and develop episodes that you are interested in hearing. To participate in this short survey, simply follow the link in the show notes of this episode. Thank you for your support. It means a lot. We look forward to hearing from you. Until the next episode. Take care of your skin.